Welcome to UI Squared, everybody. So we are officially Oofy. Yes. Although that many is. have vetoed that name. On this show, we're going to be talking about a variety of different subjects that we are well underqualified to talk about. Dungeons and Dragons. Percy Jackson series. Oh, Jeffrey Epstein, everybody. Should be a great conversation. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Uh, yeah. Good old days. When we're back in a studio, hopefully eventually. Not even knowing that there was a pandemic. Hi, everyone. It is... I don't know. It could be December by now. Like, can we just hop on over to 2021? Can Uh, we time skip? Just, like, step Montage! Like, record scratch freeze frame. I'm sure you're wondering how I got in this situation. (laughs) Uh, the corona, you know? I... Have you ever just wanted to montage through life? Just like, I wish this portion of my life could just be mon- like me cleaning my room or like doing chores or going, doing homework. Just can I montage this part? Like, I'm sure I'll do it at some, like I can do it at some point and I, we both know I can do it. So could we just skip this part? Yeah. I feel like so much, so much of life is just like waiting for things and I don't appreciate it. And I, I really like in movies, like. You know, it's like they're magically at the front of the line. Yeah. You know, with the DMV, they just magically get their number called. Like, what a dream. Um, It cuts out the monotony of life just having to sit there and wait. Yeah. My favorite parts of TV shows and movies, and this is a specific reference to something like Community, but they're so aware of those types of situations. For example, there was one thing where they're like, no, I don't want to do that because the music's not quite white. And then the music changes, like, immediately. And they're like, now is the perfect time to do it. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Like, That's that is sort of what we want in life. And yeah. not to get all, like, right. philosophical and everything, but I think if we keep on chasing it, we're never going to get it. So well, getting deep on point, the main real fast. <laughs> oh. We haven't even done the intros yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, like... <laughs> If you if you're chasing it the entire time, you're never gonna reach it. So, I think if, for the people that are saying, you know, 2020 sucks, let's get ready for 2021. We still have a couple months left. There are still a, a bunch of things that can happen. I've learned tons Shh, of new things. Don't the even pandemic. say that. Don't even say that. Like you're you are you are challenging the gods and being like, huh, this all you got. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like I've learned tons of things throughout this new pandemic. Like, don't complain about your situation and just hope for something better you have to actively make it better at some point now there are situations like the coronavirus that make that kind of problematic right but i'm just saying overall guys maybe don't complain as much with that being said welcome to ui squared everybody yeah welcome to ui squared everybody um i'm seth delisle i'm tired i am today i'm with here with Seth Delisle, and I am also tired. And I am also Seth Delisle, and I am so, so tired. (laughs) 
Wow, guys, I just feel so attacked right now. Just coming out of the gate. I can't believe you're attacking me. Next, you're going to make fun of my hoodie. (laughs) Next, you're going to make fun of the fact that I have a girlfriend. (laughs) We get it, guys. You're virgins. It's okay. I'm Seth Mark Roberts. Whoa, whoa. That might have been Evan talking, not Seth. White boy named Delisle. Like, I live in Maine where there's no black people. <laughs> well, in case you haven't noticed, Seth is not with us tonight. He is, I think he's actually out, like, with his girlfriend. I don't know where he is. But, um, unfortunately, he's busy tonight, and, you know, we all couldn't do tomorrow. So, you know, you gotta sacrifice. Yeah. And you gotta and go with the majority. Honor him, we're gonna honor him like, a- like athletes, or like sports teams when athletes get injured. Like, exactly. His no name on our backs. Um, <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. And we're moving on. So uh, we'll just find another intern. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, life is like. Before the show, we were trying to think of, of stories we could tell during the show, and I thought of one that was I not mentioned. So here it is. Um, right. So we're celebrating my birthday tomorrow, which is exponentially early. It's like three weeks from today. But, you know, we're all leaving, and my brother's leaving in, like, a week to go back to college. So, you gotta do what you gotta do. And my dad has this chicken parm recipe that is, like, so expensive, but so amazing. Like, he only makes it for me. Right? had me a chicken parm. He only makes it for me on my birthday, because it's, like, we go to the fresh market, right? And we get, like, the best chicken. Like, that mozzarella that comes in balls, and it's so good. Um, Just, like, and let me tell you, I was walking through fresh market, and I realized something, and it's, like, I could spend all the money in my bank account and my parents' bank account at Fresh Market. Like, it is remarkable. Like, I want everything there. It's all so good. Okay. Um, Fresh Market is, it's just a supermarket? I don't oh, know if Fresh Market. I, Mike, do you know what Fresh Markets are? Is this the South Carolina um, thing or is it the Yes, 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 I do. Yeah. Ugh. I it's can't tell if this like, is... Like, think of your, like, classic, uh, like, higher-end grocery store. It's not, like, a farmer's market, but, like, it is. It's the best produce, the best meat, the best everything. Like, everything's twice as expensive, and it's Mm -hmm. so good. Like, you're paying for the quality. So it's Um, Whole Foods, basically. Basically, but, like, but, like, double Whole Foods. Because we have Whole Foods, and Whole Foods doesn't hold a candle. So, like, uh-huh. Whole Foods and, um, got, uh, Trader Joe's had a love child and yeah. gave it steroids. Correct. Yeah, and That's they've got, like, a bakery it. and a deli, and it's, like, they have this just entire aisle of coffee, and if you walk down it, it's, like, pure Yo. beans, and it's, oh, mm, mm. Okay, I don't drink coffee, but walking down the coffee aisle and huffing some store, beans, huffing so some bean good. smell, that's oh boy. So Let me tell you, if you make coffee right, like you can taste like how it smells. <laughs> like that's what I always tell people, you know. Um, which I I alternate. Like I drink. I used to in high school back when I was doing like crazy long days. I would have a cup of black coffee and bring it back and I would sit in my bed and I would drink that coffee. And then I'd make myself a sugar monstrosity that I then took to school and drank at school. So, 
Um, I have I officially like drink the full gambit of coffee, but let me tell you, like if you can, coffee is manipulatable. <laughs> coffee gets people like super super addicted. People, I had a teacher, my my English teacher, senior year, had I think six cups of coffee a day. He said mm-hmm. he yeah. would have I his morning it. cup, then he'd go get coffee. And then like in the middle turn. of the day, he'd go get coffee, and then he'd come come home and make a different cup of coffee. He had, like, seven different machines that all did <laughs> it different funny. ways. Like a French like, press. And like yeah. A, yeah. Ooh, he that's just, an aficionado, let me tell you. He, was, I, he yeah. went off on coffee. I think coffee's fantastic. I drink coffee almost every morning. I've kind of... It's touch or go here, because I always feel weird drinking coffee if I get up at, like, 12, because then I know I'm going to be up late again, mm-hmm. um, which I do anyway, but, like, um, I'm just a huge fan of having that, like, routine. Like, it both wakes you up, and it's, like, a, it's my marker between, like, okay, because I didn't drink coffee on the weekends, so it was, like, me going from Roby, who's at home relaxing, and it just puts me in go mode, um, mm-hmm. Whereas at college, because the coffee was either just terrible in the dining hall, or um, <laughs> as some people like to say, it's like making love in a canoe because it's pretty fucking close to water. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. have fun with that one, editor. <laughs> yeah, who said that? I I've definitely some, heard that. It's some post I saw sometime, and it's just made it into my vernacular to describe bad coffee, and it's great. <laughs> and yeah, so you're either getting terrible watery coffee that's, or you're paying five dollars at Starbucks, and it's, it's and you rough. can only do that so often. I mean, well, you can't do that every morning. I, you can if you're like a rich middle-class like white Listen, woman who like some of the had a stable household BU, you know some of the people at bu can do that I've yeah seen exactly them. like every day they come in with their starbucks cup I'm like how do you have the money for exactly that? it's now too expensive I, the reusable starbucks cups sometimes fool me but um i thought about bringing a keurig up to bu because i just oh i miss coffee mm. um but i got into the habit of like when i had to work I treated myself with a Starbucks coffee, and that was what I did. <laughs> and again, it's just, it's this kind of, like, um, mental transition into, like, okay, I'm going to work now, and I'm going to get things done. And, you know, now I, like, I've taken up yoga recently because my therapist suggested it. It's fantastic. But um, I drink it, like, I drink my coffee while I'm doing yoga, and I feel very, uh, like, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of... Uh, clean living type person, you know. Right. I'm like, whoa, look at me go. I'm almost healthy. Living, um, yeah. living in California with a green thumb, some plants on the windowsill. Exactly. Sill. Maybe you drive living, a Subaru. I drive a Subaru, and I live out in the country with my girlfriends. And like, <laughs> and you we, build porches all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like we build a hammock, you know, and we sleep in the hammock sometimes. And we have like three cats and a small dog, and you know, like that's man. Let me tell you, in an alternate life, that would be my life. Yeah. Oh. I was just about to say, are we describing your uh, ideal future? No, I'm too. I like cities too much to do that. But like, maybe when I'm older, maybe that's old Roby. You could live like your old teachers and just 
in the countryside taking walks with your significant other exactly maybe that's maybe that's my dream i do hike you want a cat though i think i might get a cat like right outside of college because um i i helped uh one of my friends set up a i think i've told you this i helped one of my friends set up a surprise two-year anniversary gift of a cat to her yeah. boyfriend and i realized man i really love cats <laughs> um I, mean, I like cats. Nice. I like except... cats if they're sweet. That's a yeah. Nice. They're a little bit cat... more touch and go if they're. Yeah. I feel like cats can be, they can be nice. They can be very sweet, but they also a lot of cats are just mean, or like skittish. Mm-hmm. Like my grandmother has it for. I'm also super allergic to cats, so oh, rough. not. Mm-hmm. But um, my grandmother had a cat. Has a cat down in Florida, and I think it was a stray before. Like it was. A, it was a kitten. That was a stray, and my aunt found a bunch of them. So Aww. she gave one to my uh, grandma. Uh, his name is Rambo. He's very sweet. That's adorable. But, um, <laughs> except he never comes out, ever. Like, every ah, time. Yeah. Whenever. I've only seen this cat maybe three times. He's a um, ghost. <laughs> he comes out when nobody's around, when everybody's just kind of, like, chilling. Like, whenever we're there, you know, there's a lot of people, so he's just kind of hiding. And I would be up early in the morning, I'd come out, and I'd see this cat, and he'd just kind of, like, prowl up to, like, the edge of the doorway, like, and I'd be like, hi, Rambo, and I, like, go step towards him, and he's gone. <laughs> like, darts away, and he never, I never see him for the next three days. So, you know, I, um, they're nice, but, uh, nah, I want maybe. two cats, and I want to name them Merlin and Arthur, and then I want to get a dog, and I want to name him Barkamedes. <laughs> um, that's oh my, my dream. <laughs> Those are my next dogs. And God, what a and, fucking know. nerd. <laughs> right? Like, first off, Barkamedes <laughs> is the best dog name you've ever heard. That's Don't pretty great. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like... I, and this is coming from the guy that wants to name, if I ever get two dogs that are uh, siblings or a boy and a girl dog, I want to name them Dipper and Mabel. That's adorable. So, <laughs> hey, you um, know, Joanna, my best friend for all you listeners out there, all her life she has had a Cocker Spaniel and a lab and so when she was first born it was jake and nugget adorable (laughs) and then it's been jack and muffin adorable i Um, love muffin muffin as as a name muffin's the best muffin's the best dog ever i love her but um we were talking like um they're talking about uh breeding jack with like not with Muffin. Muffin's a cocker spaniel. But with oh, that like poor a, dog. <laughs> with a golden retriever that's around. Um, that like one of her mom's coworkers has. Anyway, uh, they were talking about what they want their next set of names to be. And get this, this is adorable. Uh, Mac and Tosh. So Mac and Tosh. Uh, <laughs> it's adorable. I, love that. I um, mean, ignoring Tosh point I love that. Isn't that so cute though? I love dogs with cute names. Also, I can't, like, dogs with fun names, you know, like, like something like Barkamedes or stuff like that, those are fun. But also, hearing, like, someone walk their dog and just saying, like, George, <laughs> that always Come on, me. Kevin. Gregory. David. Jason. <laughs> like, Matthew. Some... Yeah, or, like, like, a tiny little dog named Stacy or something, you know? Fucking <laughs> Stacy. Stacy. But, um... Uh. Yeah, and that's why I go to the fresh market. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear you say like both of you that you want pets because I was talking about this with my family earlier today, and I'm like, 
I wouldn't mind having a pet, but, like, honestly, I don't know if I have the responsibility for it. I mean, you already have a little brother. You can kind of just mess with him like a dog. No, don't do that. Excuse That's a terrible me? idea. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a joke. You can bowl a cat. You cannot bowl a baby. <laughs> like, do you bowl a cat? Yeah, you can throw a cat and it's just fine. Okay, but well, the cat knows how to land. The baby does not know exactly. how to land. Don't forget, not only do I have a brother, I have a hairless cat. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you had a hairless cat. What's the cat's name? Uh, the cat's name is Remy, which is already discussed. No, Remy. R- Remy. Uh... R-E-M-Y. That's my cousin. Disgusting. My cousin has a, a like a Pomeranian mix. Adorable. God. But so, name for uh, me. So what I find ironic about that is when my dad was growing up, my uh, my grandmother, his mother, loved cats. And there was a time where they had, this is not a joke, 16 cats. That's amazing. <laughs> and my dad said, no, we're not again. doing that. We're not getting a cat. Never again. Lo and behold, not only did they get a cat, a hairless one Why the worst of all cats <laughs> the things you do for love guys um... i just i really want like all my life i've kind of you know i've had like my dog quote unquote but i've never lived alone and like really been like best friends with my pet like right. i had an adorable fat lab named jack and he is my oh he was such a bean he was so sweet he just wanted to like sit here and eat um like he was fantastic but um he he was like uh you know he wasn't necessarily a family dog like i picked him out but at the same time he was kind of a family dog um so i want like my dog like my cat you know and they're just like we're friends you know because we're alone and that's it like i feel like when i'm really struggling out in la and i'm just like hating my life it'll be really nice to have like a cat to keep me company (laughs) that's my future (laughs) yeah uh i definitely am getting a dog once i graduate i've told my parents already i don't know how it's gonna work i don't know what to do but um literally get a small dog (laughs) like I, well, I've had I've had small dogs before. I think maybe a Westie, but I'm adopting, so I don't know. That's but um, we had a Shih Tzu Poodle mix. Wesley was great, um, love him very much. But uh, I want like a Cocker Spaniel or a Cocker Spaniel mix. Yeah, like, I'm Cocker Spaniel you. and Poodle mixes, yep. affectionately called Cockapoos. Adorable. <laughs> <I love them. laughs> that was my parents' we... first dog, and they named him Scamp, like Scamper. That's uh-huh. Oh, he was so cute. And he lived, like, let me tell you, I like, he lived 19 years. Wow. He was an old man. That was an old dog. Now, don't get me wrong, like, he was blind and deaf and, like, old and curmudgeon-y, but also... (laughs) How did he eat? How did he see? What did he do? I guess he could smell, but... Yeah, he kind of walked around, and he used to boss around our other dogs. Like, he would walk through and bark at them, because he could feel them, and they would scamper away. (laughs) Because he could see... He could sense their presence. Yeah, exactly. He kind of just barked to let them know. Like, he wasn't fully blind or fully deaf, Uh but he was just, like, you know... He just kind of barked to let them know he was there. He knew how to to open the fridge, though. Like, he could open that fridge and get food out. (laughs) He was a smart dog. Was it, wait, how big was this dog? Like, tiny. <laughs> like, ankle-length. 
How? He would, like, get his nose in between, like, the seal, and you could just kind of pull it. And this was back when our fridge was not as, like, strong, and the doors were full. So he would just push it open, and we kept, like, some straight-up just food on, like, a lower shelf. And he'd get into that, and we'd be like, scamp! <laughs> it's like, God damn it, scamp. You're, like, a hundred years old! Why are you... <laughs> oh, what a rascal. What a scamp. What a, what a rascal. Scamper. Um... 19 years though I know. He's so like i was dog. talking to my friend and i was like he was his dog bike. has been around for my entire life and i was like oh how is she doing like is she getting up there like 16 17 he's like no she's like 11 oh. <laughs> it's like i was like she's deaf she's blind and she's probably not gonna live that long but she's 11 are you like are you for real like yeah right. my my lap didn't live that long i want to get like an australian shepherd but they don't live long at all they only live like eight years and i'm like i can't oh. put myself through that pain you're so cute any... though yeah <laughs> i can't do a dog that only lives eight years it just wouldn't it just wouldn't i couldn't that's why i really i would love to shelter like foster dogs but I feel like I just adopt all of them. <laughs> and yeah. I wouldn't, like, because, man, like, once I like a dog, I can't be like, all right, here you go, just take it away. Like, oh, they're you my know. buddy, you know? Like, I love them. So, you know, that'd be rough. But I also, like, want to help out and foster dogs. <laughs> right. But, um. God, I never, have I told you guys the story of how Wesley played us when we first adopted him? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Have I told it on this? I, I don't, don't know, know if I told it on here. I don't think I've heard the but... story. Okay, oh, well, so, maybe so basically, um, we got Wesley when he was three months old, I think, maybe a little less than, a little less than that. And we first saw him because my parents, first we were picking between two dogs and my parents lied to us, said, oh, we're just going into PetSmart just to, you know, look around or whatever. We didn't have a dog. I don't know what I thought we were doing, but we went around and um, then we got, our parents called us into a room and they were like, okay, we're, they're ready. And we're like, they're ready. And we get called into a room and there are these, somebody pushes in a shopping cart and these two puppies in the, in the shopping cart. And we're like, oh my God. So me and my sister like play with them for a little bit. And my parents are like, all right, we can only take home one. So pick one of them. That's rough. And, <laughs> and we were like, okay, well, um, and one of the dogs, they were both Chi Tzu Poodle mixes. I think they were brother and sister. I'm not entirely sure. But um, one of them was a like, bright white coat. One of them was like a tan. And the bright white dog was like super energetic, was running around, was playing with us, was very happy. And um, the tan one was pretty laid back, pretty chill. He was like there, he was walking around, figuring things out. He was very happy. And we were like, all right, let's pick the really laid back one because that, you know, he'll be a little easier to teach. We'll be fine with him. It'll be cool. Um, so they were like, all right, cool. Uh, we came back in a week after they got all the paperwork sorted out. We picked him up. He was home. It was great. Um, he was not laid back, that dog. Um, Wesley was the sweetest dog you'll ever meet. Don't get me wrong. I loved him very much. He was very sweet. Uh, you could literally just, like, put your hand in the vicinity around him, and he'd just lick it to death. Like, he would just keep, like, he would just walk up to you and just start licking you and never stop. Oh, uh, that he was, was very. Giant. He was very content to do that. But whenever somebody came over, whenever... 
like a new person came back or whatever like it'd been a long day and we'd come back inside he was super excited he would be all over the place and he wouldn't know what to do with himself he would sit by the window like we had two couches pushed together or two uh like recliners pushed together and the armchairs were in front of the window so you would sit on the armchairs and uh look at look out the window and wait for people whenever you saw a person go by he'd bark and get really loud and everything so that dog played the hell out of us because <laughs> he was not calm laid back or anything he was gone he was going for it that dog oh, was very so excitable terrible. but i love him and i miss him greatly but miss him dearly rather but yeah, I, you know, I don't really believe in heaven, but I believe dogs go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have to, I, you know. They have to, they're so sweet. <laughs> I've never met a dog I didn't like. Not I have met that a I dog didn't, I didn't like. <laughs> that actually, no, that's not true. I did, there's a, a dog that we, my aunt adopted, and his name, we... I think his name is, uh, no, she adopted another one. That's name is Martin, but I forget what the dog's, I think it's Tommy is the dog she adopted, but we call him Cujo cause he's a Satan dog. Uh, but he was abused as a, as a baby and his, uh, and he hates men. He hates yeah. men. Like, I think it was cause he was abused by a man. So every time like he doesn't trust anybody, he has to be sedated before people come over cause you oh, just geez. go crazy and bite people. Um, he did like me when I was a little kid, like when they first got him, but now he just kind of looks at me and he's not really sure, but we don't bother each other. Like he's old now he's just kind of there. He looks at me. I look at him. We have mutual understanding, but my dad ever goes near him. Nah, it's over. I'm kind of jumping from uh, puppies to a slightly more disgusting animal raccoons yeah oh um, god so evan said before the show he had a raccoon story and i'll let him tell one first because it's not much of a story but from years ago um, okay so you well i mean ahead. it's not much of a story i was just like um because michael was talking before the show like he saw what did you see like a dead animal or something yeah so i was on a walk recently and i was with a family member and we were just talking you know about whatever i don't remember and uh we turned a corner was not paying attention and there was this giant ass frog just there they didn't know whether it was dead or alive but i saw it and i basically shouted out what the fuck is that <laughs> um and, and there, luckily there was nobody around which was a good thing, too, because the person I was with proceeded to scream at octaves I can only hope to attain one day. And they ran past the frog. And it was just the weirdest thing. We were able to laugh about it, but I was like, if I had stepped on that, what would have happened? Like, Was it, like, how big was this frog? Was it, like, a regular, like... I don't know. So, the only thing I could think of is like sandwich-sized frog, because that's the only metric I can compare a frog to. But... So I'm about to do this, and I'm sorry for the audio listeners, but uh, this is an Australian koala bear that I got from my baby brother when we went to Australia in December. It was about this big. 
That's what a the... big frog. That's a big that is frog, a least... Evan. Okay, like for a... the audio, imagine like a head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's about it's a like head. A, yeah, it's a <laughs> like a good, a good foot long. Um, that is a big frog. It it scared the piss out of me. Like I was so <laughs> I, was <pissing. laughs> I was I was so scared for nothing. I've I've never experienced that before. Well, that's my, my frog story. Yeah, my <laughs> raccoon story, quote unquote, is not that exciting, but it was similar. I was walking by myself, listening to the the Adventure Zone Zone, and um, the Adventure Zone. The, the Adventure uh, Zone Zone is the best show yes, ever. <laughs> it's the best, the real podcast about a podcast. Uh, but I was listening to it, and I was just kind of walking, and there's this little bend by my street before turning onto it, and. I was walking down and wasn't really paying attention. And then I'm just like, doo doo. And I look over and there's like a raccoon, which is raccoon sized. And uh, it was very dead, super dead. But it looked like it was kind of laying in such a way like it was like passed out drunk, like tongue out, eyes closed, like back, like he had had a rough night. Just kind of like laying there, like arms are crossed onto the street. I'm like, buddy either you're like chocolate wasted or you're drunk but <laughs> or you're just or you're dead but either or it's fine like have i'm not i'm not about to find out have a good day sir so i kept walking but uh, i still think about that raccoon sometimes and some and by sometimes i mean like at least a couple times in the past <laughs> yeah my raccoon story is very similar to both the frog story and your story so, um, I live at the bottom of a pretty, like, it's a big hill. It's to the point where, like, if it snows, we just don't leave because we're stuck. You know, the cars can't get up the hill. Mm. So, um, I was walking home, and I was pretty young at the time. I would say 12, 13. And I was walking home from a friend's house late at night. It was completely dark. And there's a streetlight at the top of the hill, and then no lights. Um, so it's very, like, backlit horror movie, you know? <laughs> and I hear something uh, rustling around behind me, so I turn around, and I'm at, like, almost to the bottom of the hill to my house. And what I think is a cat runs across the road, right? And it oh, stops dear. in the middle of the road, and I'm staring at it, and it's staring at me, and it feels very, like, you know, bum, 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 that kind of thing. <laughs> like, wreckage catch freezing kind of thing. Um, <laughs> And I'm about to start, you know, walking back because we have a bunch of stray cats. And I was like, ah, a stray cat. And then, you know, that thing that raccoons do where they go back on their back legs and they walk away like, give me your knees kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like terrifyingly on two legs. So it did that. It literally just stood up and walked away with its tiny little gremlin hands. Um, and it started running towards me. And I have never like I'm not a runner. You know, I don't run. But like, man, I made it to my door in record time. I hoofed it because that was terrifying. I can see you throwing (laughs) yourself into a sprint because you saw that raccoon get up on its hind legs. I'm sorry, but if a raccoon stands up on its hind legs like a tiny little midget man and starts running at you full speed, you're going to run. Like, that's the stuff of nightmares. Um so that has that's like childhood trauma like right there um, that's that's terrifying right no thank um, you 
especially since I live near woods, I just live in fear that that raccoon's still out there. It's you know what, Roby? So I think raccoon that story. raccoon. I think that raccoon has is still in that woods and is currently just it's waiting. Plotting world domination. It's plotting. Every its time you look outside and you hands. every time you look outside and you see a raccoon, it's there. That's the one. I mean, if it's... you really think about it, though, like the thing that makes humans so different is like opposable thumbs, right? And that's what first like allowed us to be able to create tools. And I think rat like raccoons have some form of like hands, you know? I don't know mm-hmm. if they have opposable thumbs, but they have like hands. So like really. We're just waiting for the raccoons to take over, you know? Where's the line between raccoon and man? And man, you know? Like, am I a man or am I a raccoon? Yes. Um, Are you a man or a mouse? A a horse. Seven here, your editor and co-host of unsolicited information from unqualified individuals on WTBU Radio. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, guys. I'm super excited. Uh, sorry, real quick. It's raining outside, so if you hear like wind in the background, I can't like I can't do anything about that. I'm very sorry. It's like things things are going kind of crazy right now. But anyways, I digress. I'm very excited because uh, next week, or I guess the end of this week. I, I'm going to start DMing my first ever Dungeons & Dragons game. We're going to start switching off me and Seth in the Papa Dungeon hot seat. So I'm very excited. I've been, uh, I've got some ideas, and it's going to be really cool. So I'm going to be spending a lot of my time planning that out and doing that. So, real, real ready to get started. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to keep up with the show and see what we're doing, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WTBU underscore UI2 for content clips and general funnies. Or if you just like want to check in on us, see if we're doing okay. See, you know, things are going to, we're going to get back to campus in a little bit. Socially distanced, of course, but you might see some stuff from us. Some more things in the studio. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. So make sure to follow us there. Hey, so, um, here's a, just a wild thought, you know, while you have some time, you know, some are still kind of going on, but we're, we're reaching the end. While you have some time, while you're socially distanced inside, you can check out some of the shows on WTBRadio.org. I feel like that's a great idea. So, you know, look at some of the other shows, you know, they got sweet and spicy for your hot takes and, and spicy music. Um, you could check out a little help from our friends to get some good advice from some friends, from friendly, good advice. Or you can listen to WTBU News for your news intake for the day. You know, that's always a good idea. You might you might see some familiar faces. You never know. Um, or you can check out this little show called Unsolicited Information from Unqualified Individuals. I don't, you know, it's just an idea. I'm just throwing it out there. But yeah, check out the other shows there. They do a lot of hard work, and they're just, they're, they're pretty awesome shows. So I recommend them dearly. All right, big thanks to Dave Mooney and the viewers like you for their song, Back of the Line, as used in Transitions. It's off their EP, Press Start. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more from them, check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you hear your music from. They're great people, and their music's pretty awesome, too. So, big thanks to them, and check them out. All right, y'all, that's all I got for you today. I'm going to go board down the windows so the wind doesn't break everything in. Um, 
<laughs> I hope you're well. I hope you're doing okay. Um, I'll let you know how this uh, this cool new campaign of D&D is going to go. I'm real happy to get started on it. So, um, be safe. I hope you're okay. And thank you so much for listening, for taking the time out of your day. We really appreciate it more than you know. So, with that, that's all I have for you. I'm going to let you get back to the show, and I'll see you next week. Crowd starts thinning as the daylight fades. The cold intensifies until the dawn. I've spent countless hours honoring your accolades. In hours quickly turn to five years gone. I'm not your bloody friend. I'm not your... Oh man, so that's my raccoon story. Um, it's the worst story I have. It's terrible. Well. On the subject of uh, trash-eating bottom dwellers, let's talk about frat boys. Frat <laughs> houses! What a segue. What a true um, segue. Now, I'd like to preface this um, by saying that if you want to join a frat, go ahead. You know, you probably you wanna... deserve to be there. <laughs> well, if you want to join a frat, if you want to party safely and by respecting everybody there, go right ahead. If you want to have join, if you're enticed by the brotherhood aspect of it and you want to have... Uh, good friends to that'll be with you for the rest of your life that's all right if you want to pay that's, money to have friends like yeah like all right like it's totally your choice i um i don't let me stop you or anything but i do not like frats and i am unafraid to say so so i uh in the how next... much like interaction have you had with like the bu frats <laughs> with the bu frats um I mean, I've talked to some people that are in frats. Um, they're not... All I've heard of are some ragers happening. That's for one. Oh, um, and and this is something that we are uniquely unqualified to talk about because I don't believe anybody on this Zoom call has ever been to a frat. Or Actually, has been to a frat party. <laughs> I haven't I been to say. a frat You've party, but a frat. let me tell you, I, um, for BUTV10... I went and recorded at a frat house, and let me tell you, it's one of the best experiences in my college life. Like, it was so quintessentially frat. Like, there were three guys who were obviously, like, to the point where, like, you know, sometimes you don't wake up hungover, you wake up drunk. Like, that's where they were at. Um, oh, Jesus. So, they're passed out. One guy has a mattress topper on top of him. Um, just What's white that? claws everywhere, beer pong table, fully set up. It's trashed. There's no door on the bathroom, just cause. Um, there's an out of tune so- piano, just like sitting in the hallway and a bottle of rosé at our feet, which is weirdly classy for a frat house. Um, and I am a tiny little freshman with another tiny little freshman and we walk in and we're like, we're here for the filming. We're interns. And they're like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a sunday morning so that is my frat house experience um, oh god it's it's so like out of a teen movie that it's kind of great everything that you expect a frat house to look like is yeah what it looked like and it was like you know three white dudes who are just aggressively white like <laughs> um beer now, stained shirts <laughs> describe to me what aggressively white is because i can um, i think i understand what that means but okay so, like, if you take a white guy, right, and then they're not 
pudgy at all. It's like like they have a really wide shoulders, but then like a deceptively soft stomach, you know, that real like dad bod kind of thing going on. Gotcha. Um, this uh, is a quintessential haircut where it's like every cheap haircut ever, you know, where there's like no effort put in. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's just there, you know, it's just there. It's a white guy haircut. Like, sure. Right. Whatever. Um, and then it's like, uh, they just, they look not, they're not dumb. That's not what I want to say. Cause they're not, but it's like, there's just something missing. It's <laughs> just, just a little daze uh. in the eye, just slightly bamboozled. And, you know, it, it, and the, definitely hungover. And really aggressively, white people are usually the ones who are like, "I don't get why there needs to be all this like feminism stuff." You know, <laughs> I just I believe in Jesus, and I think he says that women are. Mm, meant for wives and sex you know like that kind of thing. <laughs> were they surprised that you were there but not for sex and you're a woman no they were not but i think i looked 12 compared to them so you know like do with that what you will i still right. think i look like a 12 year old <laughs> but um so See, yeah you know yeah i just like i have a lot of i i had a good uh a, a good long conversation with some of my friends from home about frats and we came to the conclusion that frats suck because <laughs> frat culture sucks because yeah. you know there's a whole and this kind of ties back to last week when we talked about you know people feeling like they can get whatever they get away with whatever they want and i think fraternities especially are a keystone in that and the development of especially young men they're just they young politicians <laughs> that's all yes. they are so i just think that I have a couple of problems with, with, with frats because, you know, they were established as, like, elite clubs when uh, people from lower status, lower income households started going to college. Fraternities were established to provide that buffer to add that extra layer of, um, of, of elitism. And that continues, that continued in the forms of racism. That was explicitly, in some cases, racism. In most cases, I would argue. But now it became a more overt racism after a while. You know, you see the pictures of the peop of old fraternities in the 50s and the 40s where say, you know, we don't take N-words here or get away from mass school or stuff like that. So, and, and even in a sense, you see that now because of the culture in frats that a lot of people, and again, not every person that is in a frat is a bad person but i think frats as a whole are bad um i just want to say that now but i think you've seen a lot of guys in fraternities that you know there is a sort of of racial elitism there because you know especially when you look at bu frats you don't see a lot of color of representation at least in my purview i haven't seen many uh people of color in fraternities at least in fraternities that are not for people of color and i've spoken with my friends at home my best friend jai about this at length he's like yeah i don't want to join a frat because frats are built for white people you know even if i joined a, a, a so-called black frat it's just not black the, frat. that sounds so weird <laughs> yeah it's not like you know there are fraternity black fraternities 
um, that do good. And I've seen, you know, uh, I've seen them do good, but it's just, it feels like an elite club for, uh, for the cool kids, you know, and that can never be good because you essentially have this sort of built in system of, of friends, of support of these brothers for life thing, you know, whatever. And if you want that for yourself, sure. But you have to take into account that these brothers for life, aspect of it you're expected to back these people to the very end no No matter matter what they do yeah which is why you see so much sexual assault yeah and it's also like back them to the end like i would argue sororities are are just as bad with representation um yes sororities are that special kind of like girl mean where it's it's rough (laughs) but um yeah i've never you know i don't get greek life (laughs) Uh, I've always just kind of thought like, I feel like, you know, it's, it's those types of people who go there are never the type of people who like are really your friends. They just like, will say you didn't rape someone, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like they don't actually care about you. They more care about the frat, you know, and I've I've never really, I don't know. Plus, I mean, I genuinely like to be friends with like good people and sometimes you can't find that in a frat you know not all frats but like yeah and i know good people that are in frats but it's you know you i've never it's a lot harder to find by going directly to a frat like you go up to a frat party and you find some pretty awful people i'll say again not everybody in frat party is awful but there's a reason that there's rampant sexual assault happening at these parties you know so yeah and it's just like not great at all i just <laughs> it just feels like a it gives it gives off some serious cult vibes for me i mean a little yeah i can it is kind of like a you know either like one goes down we all go down kind of thing it's like we back them until you know whatever and then a lot of like if you ever try and like with big elite frats at some of the party schools like if a a girl tries and says something like that cannot just ruin her college experience that can ruin her career yeah um because sometimes you'll get in the news and and that's the thing i've kind of not necessarily ever worried about but i have like thought about in a very like huh i wonder you know like there would be this choice because I, I do want to kind of do a job where it's very hard to, to, you know, break through the glass ceiling as it were. Like if I ever brand myself as, as someone who, you know, goes to court for rape or sexual assault, like that would hurt my chances of becoming a director. So in some way it's like, would my personal like morals and in some way, I guess it would be trauma at that point. Like, would that overcome, like, a dream I've had for years? Like, it's a very weird thing, because on one hand, I'm like, they deserve to be in prison. And on another hand, I'm like, why should I have to give up my life for them to go to prison? You know? Yeah, it's, 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 it's horrendous. And my biggest problem, I think, is the lack of accountability. Yeah. Because especially now, rather than addressing these instances of, of abuse or of, of, um, assaults or anything like that rather than addressing them head-on rather than punishing the people involved rather than at least publishing a statement saying that you don't tolerate this sort of behavior fraternities are instead encouraged 
as chapters are steadily instead encouraged to ignore assaults, ignore outside press on them, or outside pressure, block the people, block accounts, block people that are trying to raise awareness to it until the organization can deal with it. And you create a level of, okay, I can get away with this the, within the members. You get members that say, okay, I can get away with anything because not only do I have my brother's air quotes around me to protect me, I got this chapter. Yeah. I have all the other surrounding chapters. I have an entire organization that's got my back. So really, who's going to stop me? And that's the horrible thing about it because it creates a sense of I can get away with it because I got all these people in my corner and guys take that and run with it into their careers. And they also, you know, I think it kind of funds this idea of, Oh, I can get away with it. Oh, it must not be that wrong. And Oh, you know what? Men are better than women. Women really Mm -hmm. do deserve it. Like they should just, Oh man, I was, Oh, Oh, you really want to get mad ever look up like what some senators have said about rape and like one of them said uh you know uh women should just sit back and make the most of a bad situation and i'm like it's not a bad this isn't like this isn't your fridge breaks you know or like the power goes out for a little while so we get to feel like what it's been like in the 1800s this isn't that no this is deep-seated trauma that will most likely lead to cycles of uh self-hatred and this feeling of you know being unclean because that's what our culture is centered around the idea of like virginity and purity still exists and it's like a horrific like and if you think about it, like, rape is never real. Like, some people will say, like, oh, the men can control themselves, blah, 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 blah. If men really can control themselves, and you know what? Like, that's not, no. Why are they members of society if they can't control themselves? But right. also, um, like, it's just not, <laughs> I don't know. It's never about uh, sex. It's about power. Like, that's what it is. It's about I can do this to you and you can't stop me. Right. Um, it, it's never like, oh, I just wanted to, you know, be with her. No. <laughs> it's not, that's not an excuse. And people pretending that it's an excuse encourages it and yeah. enforces it. And that's the problem. You know, when you look at, like you said, what these senators are saying about, about rape, what the president has said about rape oh. and sexual assault like, enforces the... it. You could pretend... You could pretend all you want that, oh, it's just locker room talk. Whatever that means. Whatever what that locker means. room talk means, it's not okay. It's not you as a person in a position of power, you know, on your bully pulpit. That's a, that, it, it, whatever you say, people are going to listen to. Yeah, people are going to hear it. terrible. Like... And people, it enforces this, I, the ideas of, of this talk. It, it sort of takes that masculine toxicity culture and takes it a step further because yeah. now it broadcasts it to everybody who can listen I'm, everybody i'd also like to say like to me locker room talk quote unquote what it actually is is like you know like those conversations you'll have where it's just like weird sex stuff you know like it's just fun like there is miles of difference between that because don't get me wrong i've had that like conversations with my friends where it's just kind of like all fun and joking and stuff like that and you're not directly targeting anyone 
and and you're not like saying oh, i could totally like rape her or whatever but um mm. you're saying like like i don't know like some of the stuff i said last week about like if you own an infinity collar i'm king shaming you like stuff like right. that you know like, like that's not what lock uh like direct sexism is not what locker room talk is locker room talk is like the dumb stuff that teenage guys talk about you know it's like oh what's like got a boner in the soda bottle like you know <laughs> <laughs> that's just dumb definitely talk. heard that one in the locker room yep yeah exactly and that's fine as far as i'm concerned like i have no problem with that sure talk about all the weird kinky shit all you want like you know but don't involve other women in it don't involve other people in it you know don't act like you were owed something you know and And that's the problem is like like i think you know i certainly have talked to my friends a lot about relationships and stuff like that there's nothing inherently wrong about that i think something comes wrong when you start talking about like like donald trump's thing he specifically talked about possessing someone and being able to do to them whatever he wants without them responding that's terrible <laughs> like even implying that that's okay is inherently terrible because you see them as something to be owned and right. like I mean, some of the stuff Donald Trump has said, like the stuff about the military, like rape situation, when he was like, well, what do you expect when you put men and women together? It makes me so sad for his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. Um, and when it really do does. Talk, when you do talk about, like, women, specifically, like, getting back to, uh, like, frats, it is a. Like, I know tons of people uh, in frats, whether they're at BU or at a different college. Where, you know, the way that they talk about women is actually pretty respectful. Um, so, like, when you do talk about, like, specific women, um, like, most of the questions that I get is, like, you know, what's their deal? Like, can you tell me a little bit about them? Like, are they single? All that stuff. It's not, you know, I would do these things to this woman, uh, like, yeah. this woman, which is should be 1000% off limits. And for a lot of people, it really isn't. And that's a problem. And it's not just like we were talking about, it's not just a frat problem. It's like a society issue. Mm -hmm. Which let me tell you, go hopping off of what you said, kind of, um, in a really weird kind of like a law of opposites, like bad frat guys are worse, but good frat guys. Oh my god. Good frat guys really drink that respecting women juice. Like, Mm. they will be the ones who, like, when it's laid out and you're at the library, they're going to walk you home. And they're going to be real respectful about it. Like, they're going to stay away. They're not even going to get, like, offended if you feel kind of uneasy. Like, they're going to protect you, you know? And I, Uh for one, like the sweet frat guy. But the problem is, the other ones exist. <laughs> yeah, and the other ones exist in excess. You know, exactly. I, I can't say that I've met a real super sweet frat guy before. I've met, I've met a like, nice. I've met nice people in frats, but I've met nice people that wouldn't, you know, sexually assault anyone or do anything yeah. of that nature. But you know, there's just the problem is there's just so many of these bad, you know, of these bad people in frats that it becomes like a well who can you trust you know exactly you, at That's... some point you gotta at some point you gotta think all right this is a an issue of a, of a system rather than a few bad eggs or whatever the 
right wants yeah. to call it. And uh, look, uh, as uh, sweet uh, as it is to offer to walk someone home, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I never accept those things because mm. a lot of times, like you know, people will use it to figure out where you live, and people will use it to like be able to walk you in isolated locations. Like it's right. not. It, it's it's a, people will use it to get their time alone with the with exactly. You there is I don't know if I've ever. I've certainly walked home alone a lot on BU's campus. Mm-hmm. I've never really felt unsafe. Um, now that might just me being dumb, you know. Like I'm not the smartest person. Like I'll admit that freely. <laughs> you know, I, right. I'm definitely like. Like, if someone's going to kidnap me, a part of me is going to be like, you know what? I could annoy you until you let me go. <laughs> like, I'm so bored. Let's go for it. Bring it on, dude. Um, but I don't know. I never walk through any of the shortcuts. That's the thing. Like, I am on Commonwealth Avenue the whole time. Right. Um, but I've walked home from plenty of, like, band games. I certainly now, let me tell you, I have been yelled at a lot by drunk people. Specifically, drunk frat guys, because I was over in West. Yeah. Um, when I'm like going back to the band room, because whenever like if you give drunk people something to focus on, they're like, "Oh, you have a trombone. Let me play the trombone. Come here." And like, look, I've gotten that one at least eight times. And it's like, "What you fucking bitch?" As you walk away, and it's like, "Uh, I don't yeah. deal with this." <laughs> um. Yeah, those have certainly gotten nasty, but I'm, at some point I'm just like, ah, oh, you're so drunk, you're not even, like, I can't even take you seriously, you know? Right. I never take those people seriously, and exactly. granted, obviously don't have the same situation as you, but I've definitely been yelled at by frat guys before. Yeah. Like, super drunk. I got yelled at by uh, drunk BC students after we beat them in a game <laughs> once, and... They were like, oh, be you, go fuck yourself up, get out of here. And it was me and Antonio walking together, and we're just like, all right, just keep going, bro. Just keep going. <laughs> we just going. beat you, what you gonna do? Yeah, and then you yeah. get beat up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think frat guys are really just, like, toxic men, you know? Because right. if you think about it, like, you think of the opposite of a frat guy. Well, not exactly the opposite of a frat guy. More like like the stereotypical opposite of frat frat guy is like a guy who doesn't work out and doesn't have a lot of friends. Like those people are problematic too. That's how you get insults. Like right, there's um, two ends of two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Uh, like they're all just not like just just you're not better than all women, and you're not better than like anyone really. You're just yeah. I don't think that people join frats with a sense of I don't think many people join frats with a sense of uh, ill will or anything like that. Like, I, I'm sure that many people join frats for a genuinely good thing. But also like legacies. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people that go into it with the best intentions end up getting sucked in and indoctrinated into that culture without much say in it, really. It's and... like all the you know all the young fresh faces in politics, and you just watch them slowly become more and more corrupt, and it's like really depressing. <laughs> yeah, because you see them, you know, they they want it, and now everything is about the frat and with their friends and everything like that, and your whole friend groups in the frat, and you don't want to be isolated from them, and it's just uh you get sucked into doing what they're doing and excusing what they're doing, and you know you have to back up them because they say you know what because they're gonna back up me right like I have to. That's a... how churches pull you in. That's how cults exactly. pull you in. Like that is That's... exactly like. Let me tell you, all churches, all frats, all everything just follow the cult model. Yeah, what is, what's that's the, the cult test. 
I don't know. I don't remember. But that's the yeah. that's the te- that's the thing. The the line I think that separates it from being oh it's just like a club we just hang out like it's fine we party like that's the thing that separates it is one the um, initiations and everything like that and the bro I've heard of some terrible hazing like what yeah, the, the, ha- it's just the hazing awful. is not that's literally just uh, school sponsored torture but you yeah know, whatever. man I heard about one uh, I'm probably on air not gonna say what college it's at but it's a college in South Carolina. You right. guess which, um, where uh, they put a class ring into your hand, and then you sit down in a chair, and like 20 guys just wail on you until you drop the ring, and it's like terrible. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So now, that's why would like, you do that? Exactly. Like, that's so What are you so proving? Dumb. It's like it's... you're proving how manly you are, that you can take and it, you know? There and that's it the is. the problem. And there it is. That's the, the, the culture of... of... Of being a man and being strong, you know, you gotta deal with it, man. You gotta be, you gotta be a man to be in this frat. Like that's the ridiculous thing about it. Like, it's like you're not a man, you're just beat up. Like that's all you like, are. Like, like now what you have hospital bills. Like what does that prove? Like what that you a real man? Yeah, you a real man because you took a beating for no reason. Yeah, you a real man because you gonna <laughs> back your friend that you know did some some. You know what that tells me? You're not a man. Thing. You're dumb. Like and yeah. you know you're just you're dumb. A man, I don't want to use the 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 language of the people that are hey but you're not a man you're a sheep you know you're, you're just, sheep <laughs> you're just you're just following orders you know yeah just following orders it's so dumb people man you know like I'm, uh, I'm people so... suck i hate look people. i'm done with most people like uh, man it just politics frats anything i'm just like why why do these people exist why do i have to deal with them like you know i hope like man people who bother like anyone who's performing a service for you like anyone who works in a grocery store or restaurant or anything of that kind of nature or, or even like like an auto shop like that kind of thing and you're like screaming at them to do their job better i hope that they're like i will manifest hell out of my own fury, just so you can go there, you know. I will I... open a portal with my sheer, sheer unadulterated spite underneath you, and I you'll swear. be sucked in. There's no like, and look, I know it's been said before, but I have to say, I really only see older people doing it. But there is this inherent like belief that they are fulfilling a service. Um. And they're so weird about, like, what can set you off. Look, I was in a KFC the other day, and there was a, a sign on the KFC that said that the people working there were not allowed to say no problem. They had to say you're welcome. Because, no, of course, it's stupid. no problem. And it's like, that's so dumb. And it, someone has actually, like, done a, I don't know, they kind of wrote a, a paper on it, like, the fact that like no problem and uh you're welcome is a difference between generations to where like yeah. younger generations see doing good things as like not even registering like of course you're going to do it cuz it's just the right thing to do whereas older people see it as like you have done a favor you know like like if someone you know if you help someone you have done a favor and you expect to be thanked and it's so like fortuitous and uppity and it's like i don't want to hear you say no problem it's like you say you're welcome you know that's a polite thing to do and it's like 
It's ridiculous. Uh, it's like it's ridiculous. It's the difference in generations, and it's yeah. ridiculous. Mm. And it's like there's so many other problems. Like, like are you really gonna badger me over saying no problem? That? Like, have you seen the state of our world? <laughs> yeah. Like, but um, I got. I have a million other things to worry about. Your animosity towards like, my saying no problem is not one mean. of them. Look, I will say you're welcome until I die if you pay my college debt. Like, right. how about that? How about that? You know, it's so annoying. And like, anytime I, because I've seen a couple, not really bad ones, but just where people will get snippy with like their waiter. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you just like, like I will wait for two hours for food and I will not say a thing. Like it takes a solid two hours of like no contact. Like I didn't even get drinks for me to finally be like, oh, hi, I would like to eat please. And even right. then I'm like overly like, hi, I don't want to bother you. I've just been here for a little while. And like, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be like that person, but. Yeah. I think um, working in the service industry will really do that to you. Right. And, you know, you're just like, just like, I get it. Like, my sister uh, used to be a, a hostess at a Hard Rock in Philadelphia. And she would tell us stories of people being jerks for no reason. And she would tell, like, passed on stories of, of waiters and waitresses and, like, explaining how everything works. And she's like, listen, don't you ever say anything to your waiter because they're going through it. No matter who they are, they're going through it. And they're doing a lot. So exactly. don't say, tip them real good. And I was like, all right, you got it, man. I got you. Man, so, I never. What was this, 25% tip? You're uh, You got it. I never tip less than 15. Unless it's on, unless it's a service where it's kind of like, I just went in and got takeout. <laughs> and then I'll yeah. tip like 10 because I'm poor. But well, um, Do you tip for takeout? Eh, sometimes. If there's an option, I do it. If there's not an option, I don't do it. Yeah. Um, cause I always I feel bad. Like yeah, I can't just I... hit no tip. That yeah. feels mean. You know? My parents, my parents told me never tip. Like, I think my parents were like, do you tip 15% if it was a bad time? Like if they did a bad thing, you always tip 20 yeah. or more. So, I mean, we, um, we ordered this big old meal from Olive Garden at like the very beginning of the pandemic. And it was massive because we were getting some like food you know to, right. to kind of like this is four meals for the week kind of food um and for whatever reason um we were doing it online and it was a huge kind of mess because we weren't sure if it was working and whatever and we accidentally did a 10 percent tip <laughs> and we called oh, no. the restaurant and we're like hi we would like to change this tip because we hit the wrong button. Because, I mean, it was like both my parents were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we just did that. That's so mean. Like, these people are working in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm like, yes, you're good people. Um, tip more. Tip more. Like, whereas, you know, sometimes my grandparents will be like, I don't know. Like, they were just good. You know, they weren't that good. So do they really deserve 15%? And I'm like, yeah, they no. get paid way less than minimum wage by the excuse that they make it up in tips, which is bullshit. But like, you know, I, I always, the way I think about it is like, I want to pay them enough that if they have a bad day, they're not going to die. You know? Right. You know, I want to make their day, you know, I'd like, 
I like making people's day. So it's like, you know what? I'll give them like, I'll always pay a little bit more in tip. Like yeah. if there's like, I don't have change. It's like, whatever they get this much. Like, Oh God, if cool. I was rich, I'd be like regularly tipping people a hundred dollars, you know, like, like regularly and not yes, like on a hundred dollar nice. bill. But, yeah. oh. Cause people are, are busting their behinds to do good work and, you know, to, and a lot of times you, waiters and waitresses are working like two jobs, three jobs. I yeah, feel, you know, so bad for them and like especially like i always think of waiters and waitresses and like baristas those are like i'm working to be something better i'm in school i'm helping myself i've got kids like yeah you know those are like the the kind of like you can get this job as like a pastime to fund your life so right. I would I would love to be able to just pay people massive amounts of money, but unfortunately I can't afford to. You know, I would, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I would love to be able to make a massive amount of money in the first place. I know so. I would love to just be like, could I get paid for just whatever? I wish people, I wish money was. I know, like you know, like how would society function? But I wish society just didn't have money. Yeah. Currency causes too much problems. Let's be socialists, guys. Let's do it. Let's just be socialists. Oh uh, no. Socialism never works. Greed just mm. is too powerful. That's the thing. I, man, I hope, like, I know this is kind of like, oh, if I ever get famous and rich, you know. Mm. But um, I'm currently, like, I'm framing my friends so that if I ever do get famous and rich and I try to become an asshole, they will kick me in the ass. Yeah, they'll <laughs> um, stop you. <laughs> they will stop me and they will tell me that I can no longer, like, do anything. Like, I cannot. We, you cannot be trusted any longer. We are taking away your privileges. We're taking away your until money. So you can fix yourself. Like, you know, that's that's high key what I'm probably gonna do. <laughs> um, because there is this like, once you have all that money, it's like, why not buy another house? It's yeah. Because like, you could help people. That's why. You know, <laughs> you don't need another house. <laughs> right. So, man, oh man. What a, time. Man, uh, what, a, what a time. You know, frats, they suck. And like, now, if you join them, from, go ahead. From Seth to Lyle. Yeah, I think frats suck too. <laughs> no. I should ask him. I should ask him to send me a sound clip of just him saying anything, and I'll put it right there. Just I don't anything. know. He'd probably be like, oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, why do you like, always do this? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm Seth I don't know why he sounds like <laughs> like Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> but, um... I was going to go with the teacher from Sponge from uh, Jimmy Neutron, but that works. Oh, that's pretty good, too. Carl! <laughs> Carl! Carl, this is, she, this is the fifth time you've shown <laughs> Ultraman this week. Yeah, it's not really what Seth sounds like. He sounds a little depressed <laughs> we're depressed it's <laughs> just like i don't i'm tired I'm i don't tired. know what you want me to you tell you like, how do you come up with these every week how do you like do things you know i just want to see <laughs> i don't know what yeah. seth would say <laughs> i just want to fly just... high my dude <laughs> i always become like a <laughs> surfer <laughs> well he is a surfer it works so yeah He's got the long hair now. He's he's in it. Yeah, exactly. And he, he actually surfs. So Yeah. He's embodying the, the surfer surfer bro culture and I'm here for it. Um well, you know, Seth is never gonna listen to this, which is why we have such power. So I could really say anything about him I want. Honestly, um, you're really good. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I feel like 
you know, it's just the most power I've ever had over him. And, um, and I'm <laughs> saying gonna... whatever you want about exactly him. and i'm gonna live with him in like <laughs> four weeks yeah what if he does um, listen to it and he just doesn't tell us until you move in with each other it's like so i heard those things you said <laughs> i heard about those things you said about me. it's like in the middle of the night he's standing over heard... my bed and he's like i you heard were... those things i heard you were talking shit <laughs> It just he just turns into that guy from the clip. I forget what movie it is, but he walks around surprise, motherfucker, like <laughs> like that. That'd be really funny. Um, oh gosh, it's like a month until it's not what even a month until I see Evan again. Whoa! Yeah, yo, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just telling you, you're gonna get a big hug. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't we like, didn't see each other before we left for spring break. We no. were just like, ah, it's fine. We'll just stay in. <laughs> eh, we'll see you. It'll be fine. You It'll left on a fine. Friday, right? Because I, I left, left on, on a the Friday. Saturday. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't see you that Friday. Like I was just like Cameron and I got Chinese takeout, and we spent the last night we ever spent in the dorm, not knowing it was the last night. Which I keep mm-hmm. like eating Chinese takeout was not a bad way to spend the last night, but also it seemed so anticlimactic. I feel like we had breakfast or something that day. No, because I had to leave super early. That's right. I I dropped by for like two seconds because you and uh, Seth were having uh, breakfast. Yes. And I said bye, and that was it. And it's so weird now to think that like we didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody knew. It's so weird thinking of things before the pandemic like happened. Because it's just like doing normal things, like going to breakfast, you know, having the show, see, just walking over to the dorm, saying what's up. The like, whole like crazy. you never know what you have until it's gone. It's so dumb, yeah. but like, man, it's true. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it it is the small things I miss the most, you know, like like concerts and like being able to interact with strangers in a really fun way. I miss yeah. that. Um, even though, like, I, I am 100%, like, we need to, you know, limit the spread, like, keep the numbers down, let's do everything we can, but at the same time, like, I miss a lot of things. Yeah, um, it's not that I don't want to, you know, Yeah. If we don't want to social distance or everything like that, like, I want to keep everybody safe, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I miss being with people saying to just seeing a friend I haven't seen in a while and chatting with them in the hallway or something like that, you know? not... Yeah, just not feeling feeling safe when I went outdoors. I missed that. Yeah. Um, cause there is like like every time I go out, there is a part of me that wonders like, oh, what if I bring it into the house? And then, you know, what if like my entire family gets sick? And you see those all those stories about like one person gets it and then everyone gets it and then like seven people die out of the family and it's awful like that must be a nightmare you know and it's like what if i did that and it was my fault like yeah i wouldn't be able to forgive myself if that happened yeah like man i'm in therapy now just wait like yeah. <laughs> intense um but yeah. it is this kind of um intense desire for things to go back to normal even though i know it can't yes um, i think we're gonna we'll have like the thing that I'm looking forward to this year is we're going to have a nice, like, friends relationship where I could just, like, stroll up to your door. Like, it's like walking up to your apartment, just being like, hey, yeah. what's up? Hey. Like, hey, yo, open the door. What's up? You know? Yeah, exactly. I am looking forward to, like, in a pandemic, I'll be at least close, you know, to, like, yeah. quite a few people. So, 
Yeah, we could do, we could like do things and we'll have stuff to do. So, yeah. You know? Plus, oh my God, I'll have a work again. Like, I know this is like the grass is greener, but I do kind of miss doing work. Like, mm. I'm not going to lie. Now, I'm one of those, like, this is going to be the nerdiest thing I've ever said, but I actually like learning. Like, as long it's as fun. I'm interested in it, you know? And even like, even math can sometimes be interesting. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm not excited awful. for math. I can't. I'm not excited uh, for our math. But, like, no. you know. But I, I'm excited to Sometimes my dad like... will explain something to me, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. Will and his two roommates were looking to study abroad this coming year. And it is not it's happening. Not, it's not happening, and I feel so bad for them. Yeah. I talk to Will pretty often because of news. And he's like, I guess he's like, nah, it's not going to happen. That's the thing is like, I, I want to study abroad, you know? And I don't know. I just have no clue. Cause a lot of people are like, oh, we couldn't possibly, you know, still be going on like a year and a half from now. But I'm like, we thought it was going to be gone in April or at least you people did. Like, <laughs> you know, we just... thought we were going back at one point. Yeah, like, there's no way anybody knows what's going to happen. And it all comes down to, like, you know, if we develop a vaccine, how well the vaccine works, how soon it's implemented on a large enough scale that, like, you feel quote-unquote normal again. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, I don't know, I... That's the rough part, is no one knows really what's happening and what's going on. Uh, I hate not knowing about it, but there's nothing we can do, really. Exactly. Which is like the definition of the worst kind of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But. Hey, drink. (laughs) Drink. Yeah. Get f***ed up. It's fine. Drink responsibly and legally. You know, yes. we're going to drink apple juice because we're good kids. Water. We drink um, water because we're yes. healthy boys here. we're healthy, we drink the clear liquid. And I'm not talking about vodka. I'm just like, <laughs> only on Sunday. <laughs> only, only on Sundays. Only on the Lord's Day. <laughs> um, I don't know. We're sitting at about like an hour 20. So Yeah, I'm about an hour 14. I yeah. don't got anything else to talk about. Well, I mean, fellas of the World Wide Web, our ten loyal listeners. Our ten loyal listeners, what's up, friends? Um, How y'all doing tonight? We really appreciate you. To that one guy, if you're still listening and you're in Germany right now, mad respect. Like, please, my um Instagram is tagged in all the WTVU posts. So please, like, DM me because I want to know who it is in Germany who's listening to our podcast. Like, be about to have what two some- simps. Yeah, Hit it's me a up, Apparently, please. we have one in Slovenia too. In Slovenia. What? Okay, it, it... this goes for whoever's listening to us. And like anyone who's outside the U.S., if you're listening to this podcast right now, and my voice waves are making it into your eardrums, like snap me, message me, find a way to contact me, please. <laughs> Let me pull up the the demographics. Really I would love to talk to you guys so much that'd be so cool i have to warn you though you're gonna have to like in your dm say like hey i listen to your show otherwise i won't respond because yes. i'll think you're a bot okay <laughs> so i might know the person in ireland that listens Who's in at ireland? least for a little bit 
there's Ireland, uh, there's Germany, there's Australia, there's Slovenia. Bro, I'll date me Ireland. an Aussie. Hit me up. Yo, Aussie friend, hit me up. Um, not enough data to see what region of Australia though. So, um, it's just a snake. There's a snake. Could, there's a snake. Listening to our show. Um, but honestly, if um, yeah, honestly, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they were bots, but I'm cool with it either way. So you know what, bots, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> talk to me about your uh, I don't know Essential Bitcoin oils. scam. You know, let me let me hear it. Don't hack my account, but you can certainly try. Yeah. Well, people, take it easy. Don't join a frat or do join a frat. You know, it's yeah. it's certainly not up to us. We're unqualified idiots. Yeah. So if I... anybody want, if anybody that is in a frat and disagrees with all the things we have just said, hit uh, us feel up. Feel free. Hit us up. We'll have you on the show. We'll debate. It'll be great. Um, that is generous for what I would do. I would more likely just talk to you about whether or not raccoons are creepy. You know? yeah, <laughs> like I'm not know. a big debater, but I'll listen as you guys debate. <laughs> right. Um, um, but uh, one last time, I'm Seth Delisle. I'm Seth Delisle. And I am Seth Delisle. And I am Seth Delisle. Okay, oh, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm a goofy. I'll see you next week. Oh, jeez.